Those beautiful children who were killed and their staff and teachers at that school in Nashville. Such a horrible, horrible episode. But we did see some amazing bravery from those officers, so many of them, including Rex Engelbert and Michael Colazzo. Uh, more on those guys in just a moment. We also saw some ridiculousness, as we do from the fake news, from Democrats, from the left, trying to exploit this moment and ignore key parts of the story for their own cynical purposes. All right, back to the heroes, though. Have you seen the body cam? It is breathtaking. It is, we need to see it. This is heroism, right before our eyes. Clip one, please. I'm making injured on the front side. I got a civilian here. What I like here, he's walking deliberately. He's not running. I've talked to some folks in law enforcement. This is a man who's in control. You can't just go running up there. You have to assess the situation. He's listening to that woman. You can't get too excited prematurely. And did you see how he got that gun, how it was all ready from the back seat? These are professionals. This, we needed this. Next. Let's go. I need three. One more. Let's go. Metro Police. Open door. Isn't that amazing? So peaceful outside, and then inside, it's game on, and that fire alarm. Now they start clearing rooms, looking for the shooter. Next, let's go. Door, door, with me, with me. Hold the door. Next. Open it, I got it, I got it. Let's go. It's also amazing that all of the kids have been cleared out. We don't see any children, actually, in any of this footage. Most of them, thank God, are safe. Next. It's upstairs. It sounds like it's upstairs. Sorry, I just, I had to find this out for myself. Those shots you're hearing are from the shooter, from this individual at the end of the hall. And now, the culmination. Push the LPB up. Push the LPB up. Reloading. They engaged the shooter, as they say, and neutralized her. 
Here it is from another vantage point, another officer, Michael Colazzo, the last, the last sequence. Keep pushing. Go. Shots fired, shots fired, shots fired, move. Right, right, right. Push it LPVO. Push it LPVO. Go right. Move, move. Watch out, watch out. Look, I know it's grim, but I think we needed to see this. We needed to see professional heroes in action. Sometimes it feels like we don't get to see this enough. Who remembers Uvalde? I mean, this, this was a national disgrace, what happened here. We needed to see this. And we also need to acknowledge the victims, these poor children and their staff members. Evelyn Dickhouse, nine years old. Haley Scruggs, nine years old. William Kinney, nine years old. Catherine Kuntz, 60 years old. Cynthia Peake, 61 years old. And Mike Hill, 61 years old. And now I think actually of the family of the shooter. Nobody raises a child to do this. These are the parents. I'm sure they're good people. They had. Nobody would ever, 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 ever in a million years want this to happen. And I know these people did not. And look at this picture of uh, the mom there, Norma, with what seemed to be two healthy kids. And I think back then they probably were. On the right, that is uh, the future shooter herself, Audrey Hale. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't think anybody can know what happened, although I have a few clues, actually. Society is crumbling all around us and encouraging certain behaviors that um, she may have indulged in. And we see the result. A deranged individual walking around a school hunting for children. What could have happened? Let's take a look at her a few years ago when she was graduating from college, a graphic designer, happy and excited and talking about her experience, her positive experience at that school. It's been hard, but it's also been an amazing experience when it comes to developing my creative talents and growing as an artist. Okay. Growing as an artist, that takes a lot of work. It does. And you got to be good. And it takes a long time to get really, really good. But there's a shortcut in America right now to status, material success even, this transgender stuff. Several months ago, this individual started identifying who's a biological female as a male on LinkedIn and uh, apparently elsewhere. Transgender, this individual was transgender. Police, at least yesterday, were upfront about that. She identifies transgender. She does uh, identify as transgender. Yes. Is there any reason to believe that how she identifies is has any motive for targeting the school? Uh, we can give you that at a later time. There is 
some theory to that. We're investigating all the leads, and once we know exactly, we'll let you know. There is something to that. They're, they're looking at that, that transgender, something about her gender identity has something to do with this violence. That's about the last time they said that because the left is freaking out about this. They do not want to hear it. It screws up their narrative so much. Today, somebody dared ask a question that a lot of people are hearing, that this child may have been on the autism spectrum. Child, forgive me, an adult may have been on the autism spectrum. That question came up today. Sir, the, a friend of the family's has reported, a friend of the Hale family has reportedly said that Audrey was autistic. Can you speak to that if you know if that's in fact true? Uh, I can't confirm that. Uh, I've heard that, but I, I can't confirm if that's true or not. Just do one more question. One more question and we're going to stop. One more. Yeah, they wanted to stop real fast after questions like this. Um, I have nothing against the chief. The chief seems to be doing his best job, but he's subject to political pressure. He has a boss, maybe, in the mayor. If this individual was undergoing gender conversion therapy, and we don't know at this point, were they taking testosterone as is part of the regimen? Testosterone hormone therapy affects mood swings or a worsening of anxiety, aggression, depression, and other mental health conditions. It's fascinating in our national obsession with all things T in LGBTQ, they don't talk about this part very much, do they? For adults and for children, oh, by the way. And gender dysphoria, which is transgenderism, okay? It is a disorder. It is defined as a psychological distress that results from an incongruence between one's sex assigned at birth and one's gender identity. It's a real thing, and it is a real disorder. According to the, uh, the actual official handbooks, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, gender dysphoria is a disorder. And quite frankly, I don't think we needed a, a textbook to know that. I actually said both of you guys. General. Right beforehand, you said, sir. Sir? Okay. Mother take it outside. If you want to call me sir again, I will show you a sir. I apologize. Mother I thought you were a dude. Oh, my bad. It's not the right on my seat. I didn't know that. Sorry, sir. Ma'am, I mean. Ma'am. Get the out of here! Get the out of here! Now, obviously, everybody who's transgender is not like this. Uh, but this is the most active and vocal and politically powerful aspect of the T, the transgender community. It seems like they're the ones who have all the, all the clout, right? And what do you get when you go... T and LGBTQ. Instant status. Instant, well, at least that's what they're advertising. I am Eloise. I am six. I'm a city child. I live at the Plaza Hotel, which is huge and wonderful and trace elegant, especially at Christmas time. That's Dylan Mulvaney, who has skyrocketed to superstar status. Uh, because they came out as T, transgender. Uh, whatever, no talent, uh, not much in the way of anything special. But there she is. Are we supposed to say that? He is interviewing Joe Biden. Isn't that kind of just why? Because transgender. We are incentivizing people to take a massive shortcut. Uh, I think Dylan Mulvaney, by the way, this, this was a massive cry for help years ago. 
Uh, yeah, that's definitely a cry for help. On the Price is Right show, it's no big deal. You want a pool table. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, what has the left done? What has the mainstream media done now? And Democrats, they have gone to the usual talking points in the aftermath of a shooting, ignoring the elephant in the room, this whole thing with transgender and focusing on the NRA. It's all about guns. I mean, anything about the number one cause of death on, with children, and that's guns. But we're doing absolutely zero on guns because Republicans care more about the NRA and money than they do our children. This is what this is all about, the gun lobby. All these people who are selling guns, they make a lot of money off of children's deaths, apparently. What a horrible and ignorant thing to say. America has had guns since America became a country. But there are other things happening in our culture that they're ignoring and that I think are worthy of talking about, okay? I know they love to pursue this instead. According to the intelligence community, terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. One of the greatest threats to our national security is domestic terrorism manifested by white supremacists. White supremacy is a global terror threat. White supremacist terrorism. For years, warnings have gone out, calling it the gravest threat against the U.S. The most prominent um, threat is the threat of white supremacists. Uh, actually, the numbers... Um... I think we might have a group that they have to put on a list here. Radical transgenders. I'm sorry, but look at these episodes. Aberdeen shooting, September 2019. Uh, a transgender individual killed three, injured three. Uh, the Denver school shooting, May 2019. Alec McKinney, transgender, one killed, eight injured. It goes on and on and on like this. Colorado Springs shooting, very recently, five killed, 25 injured by somebody describing themselves as non-binary. Harvey Marcelin, a transgender person, killed two people. Can you imagine if these were white supremacists who did all this stuff? There are a handful of skinheads in jail who call themselves white supremacists. This is a real thing. And it's being totally ignored, even on the most trusted name in news. New surveillance video shows the suspect identified as 28-year-old Audrey Hale. I watched CNN uh, for amusement purposes, and then I got really sad and kind of angry. No mention about the mental health issue here. None. They would not even say the word transgender. Same on MSNBC in the 8 o'clock hour. They had <laughs> a lot to say about Republicans and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, but nothing about this individual, their orientation, and this crazy moment we're in where transgenderism is being forced upon children. And perhaps for people in their 20s, they're seeing it as a, as a shortcut to status, to power, to prestige. Believe it or not, there's one guy, one guy over at CNN, who actually said out loud that he was sticking his neck out. And he did for about two seconds. But hey, it was something. Let's um, talk about um, the thing that everyone is talking about. Everyone is thinking, but they don't want to talk about it. And that is the identity yeah. of the shooter. Okay? Yes. And it's a member of the LGBTQ community. I think this is important to bring up. And you as a parent can talk about these issues. Yeah. So the police are identifying the shooter as a trans woman, would actually be a trans man. So there's sort of a misidentification there. All right. And that was pretty much it. All right. He said it out loud and then it was back to 
business as usual. Don seems to be on thin ice anyway over there, so perhaps he wants to go out in a blaze of glory. Good for him for at least acknowledging it. Uh, as he said, everyone knows it, everyone's aware of it, no one's actually saying it, at least on television. If they won't talk about this, what else won't they talk about? Hmm? What else are they holding back from people? How about the election? <laughs> the election in 2020. If they can ignore this, what would they ignore about that election or a host of other issues? Who knows what goes on and on? This I know, but I don't know what else they're hiding. Do you? We'll be right back. So that is the mayor of Nashville. His name is John Cooper, and he was everywhere today and kind of makes sense in a way. Uh, horrible thing happened in his city, but there was another reason why he was everywhere. Um, he talks like a Democrat. He must be a Democrat. And he's saying everything the Democrats want to hear. Guns lead to tragedies. And whatever your political feelings are, we should not be celebrating the cult of the gun. We country needs to pick itself up and say no to an assault weapons lobby that, uh, again, uh, is making it too available and too convenient and too first of mind for people to go out and commit terrible acts. In Tennessee, guns are essentially ubiquitous. And when guns and mental health issues come into contact with each other, you have big problems. Well, maybe they weren't ubiquitous enough, actually. I'm sorry, there are so many factors, so many things that are happening that are being ignored. Uh, and for this individual to whip out the typical Democrat talking points at a moment like this, you know, a lot of folks are talking about 14 minutes. It took uh, just 14 minutes, I think, since the entrance of this individual to the time when the police got there and neutralized her and the police did a great job but what if there were a gun in the school what if the what if the principal were armed huh couldn't that have made a difference maybe we should be having that conversation for once next she was under care doctor's care for an emotional disorder uh, law enforcement knew nothing about the treatment she was receiving you know, they say we didn't see school shootings 20, 30, 40 years ago. We actually did, but uh, not like today. We also don't have so many people on psychotropic drugs. Like, this is, this is a first in human history. Everybody popping pills all the time, prescribed or not prescribed by psychiatrists, wherever you get them, people are popping them. And what can result? I mean, they warn you sometimes right in the commercial. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, and suicidal thoughts or actions. Hostility, depression, suicidal thoughts or actions. Suicidal is pretty close to homicidal, don't you think? Why doesn't anybody ever talk about pharmaceuticals in the aftermath of one of these horrific shootings? It's always guns, 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 Republicans, Republicans. Joe Biden passed a bill once, and then there's this. I noticed that the nightclub... Even strip clubs have better security than schools. A strip mall, <laughs> a mall, has a mall cop. <laughs> and sometimes they're actually armed. How about a parking lot? At least somebody, this is a deterrence, folks. It's a deterrence. How about the airport? 
<laughs> a lot of security at the airport, as there should be, even at a baseball game. You know where we don't have much in the way of security and no national policy? Schools. Kids. They're vulnerable. They're vulnerable to individuals like Audrey Hale, who knows what this uh, person was going through, but we do know some things. We already mentioned the issues with uh, gender identity. How about this? It's something else that doesn't get talked about. On her website, she described herself as enjoying binging on video games, watching movies, and playing sports. Sounds typical, sounds average, but I want to talk about this part again, binging on video games. Have you seen any of the video games lately? Into the new extraction point, cross. Oh my God. Kind of looks like that body cam footage we saw at the top of the show, huh? Call of Duty. And then they have the night vision goggle version. Watch this. All right. I'm no uh, psychiatrist. I'm not a sociologist. But just maybe some of this stuff is having an impact. Because we didn't have these games uh, at one point, right? We had Pong. This was a video game. This was cutting-edge technology in the 1970s. And then we got more advanced. We had Space Invaders. Remember that? Yeah, just trying to get those. I mean, look at this stuff. It's so innocent in comparison. Asteroids making the big rocks into small, small rocks and whatever. How about going to the arcade? It was actually social. You had to go somewhere and be with other people to play these video games. And now you can binge out in a basement for days. And they're more addictive than ever, than ever. Very smart people have made them this way. You've seen these polls. have actually been receiving some attention. Uh, one in three Americans say they are lonely. That's 60% of young Americans say they are lonely. How can that be with all of these apps and smartphones People are lonely, and I think this is why. Patriotism, a cause larger than oneself, has fallen out of favor. Look at that. 70% of Americans in 1998 thought patriotism was important. In 2023 today, 38%. And really sad, really tragic is the next category, religion, faith. 62% of Americans in 1998 thought that was important. Now it's down to 39%. And too many Americans, for some perverse reason, and perhaps some of what we just summarized, find purpose and meaning in scenes like this. We are a sick society. And it's not about guns. No. We need help. And I think we know where to get it. We are pleased to share that Newsmax and DirecTV have reached a business agreement and that our channel has returned to all DirecTV, DirecTV Stream, and Uverse customers right now. DirecTV has consistently expressed their interest in providing Newsmax to its subscribers and made it clear that they wished we had never left which is why we are glad to have reached an agreement. This marks the end of a process that began a few months ago when we were initially unable to reach mutually acceptable financial terms for them to carry Newsmax, leaving DirecTV without the rights to air our channel. Now, DirecTV's position 
has consistently been that they were never about limiting conservative voices and that they were acting on financial considerations with a commitment to providing its customers with the best programming at the best value while maintaining a diversified programming lineup. Newsmax now accepts that position. Now, carriage disputes like the one we've resolved with DirecTV are a common occurrence in our industry. DirecTV has reached agreements with plenty of networks across the political spectrum over the past few years. We thank DirecTV for its support over the years. It helped Newsmax get its start nearly a decade ago, and it's been a great distributor ever since, and we expect it to be for many years to come. So make sure you check out Newsmax on DirecTV, DirecTV Stream, or UVerse today. Thank you. We'll be right back. You're on the go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one day after another. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hard. Families to the brink. Hell, just look at the price of eggs. And the digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it. I know it. And that's why I partnered with the great company Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They are six-time Inc. 500 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last, only if you call them today. Qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin, so don't wait. Call 855-735-3740. 855-735-3740. That's 855-735-3740. Uh, well, again, just astonishing to me. I guess it shouldn't be that so much of the media would just talk about what they wanted to talk about regarding the Nashville shooting. Guns, bad Republicans, and not address what everyone is actually talking about, the shooter's orientation, all right? Now, there's Audrey Hale, who police tell us identified as transgender, and police told us yesterday that that may have had a big role in this attack. No one's talking about it. Uh, we are, and my next guest actually has no problem talking about it. She has a very unique uh, perspective. Christine Rebstock happens to be transgender herself, made the transition in her 50s as an adult and absolutely abhors what is being done to children. And so many things are being kept from the public about how dangerous transitioning can be. Christine, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, Greg. So you heard me say a lot of stuff there. I want to make sure you agree. I mean, look, it's a major, major mental um, disorder. It is well, gender dysphoria. Yes. And it's not being addressed. Have I missed something? Well, let me address the elephant in the room since our corrupt mainstream media has ignored it, is that the mental health aspect of trans health care has been minimized. It used to be called gender identity disorder. Because, well, that didn't sound, that sounded too offensive, so it's called gender dysphoria. Mental health is a big part of um, trans health care. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. 
So what about the, there's the mental health aspect, and I want to talk more about that, but what about the, the physical? I mean, if you have to be treated with testosterone, and it's artificial testosterone, and I think we have some of the side effects, it includes anxiety, depression, aggression. What about this component? I, I, do you think, are people who are transitioning reasonably or uh, suitably apprised of the dangers? I don't think all of it. From my own case, obviously, male to female involves spironolactone, which is a testosterone blocker and estradiol. I wasn't told of the cancer risk, and I did face one at the end of last year. And it always is going to be with me since I'm going to be on hormone replacement therapy to the day I die. Obviously, when you put testosterone in a female or male body, yes, you're going to be more aggressive. And if she had mental problems with another medication that we don't know about, this could uh, heighten the levels. And she did like to play violent video games. You add this aggressiveness to this. This is a recipe for disaster. The uh, mental health therapist should have uh, been better to spot this. Now, we don't know too much about her level of treatment or what she was getting or not getting, but you've been very vocal and outspoken about children and how children should not be subjected to this. But it seems like so many people are committed to making sure children undergo this treatment, whether they want it or not. Uh, here's Joe Biden. Um, he loves talking about this issue, and I think in a very uninformed way. Do me a favor, SOT 8, please. I said last year, especially to our younger transgender Americans, I'll always have your back as your president so you can be yourself and reach your God-given potential. Now, that may, that may sound great, but when you're the president and there's legislation involved and federal policy, he is in support of gender-neutral bathrooms at, at the elementary school level, and he also believes that strangers should be talking to children about sexuality and that parents should not be informed. That is, I believe, dangerous, Christine. Oh, absolutely. And because it's brought into the school via social-emotional learning, you know, these young kids, they don't know what they want to be the next day. They're going to be confused. They're going to be gender confused. They're going to think that being trans is cool or fat. It's really not. Living with gender dysphoria is absolutely brutal. I'm one of the 40% of the trans community that attempted suicide. But yet we're, we're going to leave kids down the path. It's, this is great. The problem is some states like Connecticut, we have statutes that, that allow mental health professionals to treat kids without parental knowledge and consent. And this is how these kids are getting on life-altering medication. Well, right now... You know, puberty blockers aren't reversible, let alone HRT. It's permanent. It's permanent. Uh, looking, at, looking at the data, looking at recent history, it would seem that transgender is potentially more of a threat if applied recklessly than, say, white supremacy, okay? We have actual documented episodes where we don't have them from white supremacists over the past uh, uh, recent history. Look, let me ask you this. What's the motivation here? I mean, for years, and I want to, stepping apart from Nashville, why the emphasis all of a sudden on transgenderism? I mean, it's always been there in the 70s, at least, in the 80s, and it was a thing, and it was for certain individuals. Now it's, it's an obsession, what happened? Why is that? 
exploded when Biden, when you played the Biden clip, he said the same thing right after he took office, right after he declared war on our energy independence. This emboldened trans the radical activists. This emboldened the teachers' unions the, through the Department of Education to get this in our school. And, oh, by you know, the way, the oh, by the way, Christine, we, we have to run, but there are people out there who can make a lot of money on this stuff. There's exactly. that as well. Christine Rebstock, we appreciate it. A conservative trans woman, thank you very much from Middletown, Connecticut. We'll be right back. So that is Matt Taibbi. He's an independent journalist. He's very, very good. Uh, he had an enormous scoop a few months ago. He got his hands on Twitter documents that showed just how much Twitter and the FBI were colluding against Trump, other Republicans, anybody who may have disagreed with Fauci about COVID, Twitter was out to get them and uh, minimize those opinions, chase them off the internet, and the FBI was involved. Um, now, guess what? Democrats didn't like hearing any of that. They didn't like seeing that on his, uh, on his Twitter. Um, and they tried to take him on, but they failed. The Republicans have brought in two of Elon Musk's public scribes because the Republicans think that these witnesses will tell a story that's going to help them out politically. This isn't just a matter of what data was given to these so-called journalists before us now. I'm not a so-called journalist. Uh, I've won the National Magazine Award, the IF Stone Award for Independent Journalism, and I've written 10 books, including four New York Times, New York Times bestsellers. You so. consider Mr. Musk to be the direct source of all this? No, now you're, you're trying to get me to say that he is the source. I, 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 well, I just it, can't answer your question. Well, he is or he isn't. If you're telling me you can't answer because it's your source, well, then that only logical conclusion is that he is, in fact, your source. Well, you're free to conclude that. Well, while he was uh, schooling them, guess what? The IRS went to his house. The IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, went to his house. When do they go to your house? They send you an email. They send you a letter. But they went to his house. They want to see him. It looks like about an audit. Now, the IRS, they've been known for this, but I thought it was a thing of the past, right? John F. Kennedy, Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon wanted to. The IRS would never cooperate. Craig Shirley joins us, presidential historian, editor of The Greatest Speeches of Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States, and a slew of other awesome books. Craig Shirley, welcome back. How are you? Good, Greg. How are you? I'm great. And I did. I thought this thing was, you know, very, very retro using the IRS. Look, number one, you know about what um, Taibbi has found out about the FBI, Twitter and beyond. No coincidence that the IRS showed up at his house, right? I mean, this is political no, payback. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, there's no coincidence the FBI showed up at Donald Trump's house. There's no coincidence that, the, uh, that they wanted to weaponize the IRS and, and armed their the 60,000 or more agents, is that this is, this is the debate that's been going on in this country uh, since uh, the days of John Adams and the passage of the Anti-Sedition Act, when you couldn't even criticize your government, which is ironic, came right after the revolution. You couldn't criticize your government for fear of being uh, uh, in prison. But then, uh, of course, Abraham Lincoln imprisoned newspaper editors who criticized his Civil War policies. Uh, we've had F, F, uh, FDR, FDR 
uh, got, uh, IR, got uh, IRS files. Uh, so did John Kennedy. So did Bobby Kennedy. So did Lyndon Johnson. So did Richard Nixon. We've all had, we've had, we've got two problems in this country. Abuses of power and the ever-growing uh, control of government over the, over the rights and the privacy of the, of the average American citizen. It's amazing. Hey, by the way, is it legal? Could they actually make a legal argument? If he's the head of the executive branch, if he wants to have somebody audited, I mean, it's obviously not ethical. But is there anything prohibiting him from doing this? I'm saying Joe Biden or the Biden administration. Can they pick up the yeah. phone and say, I don't like that guy. I want him audited. I mean, that's that seems horrible. But can they do that? They've done it before. No, they, they cannot. The Constitution is clear about saying that we should be secure in our papers and our personal possession. Is that government has no right to interfere in our private lives, our private papers, to go into IRS files, anything like that. He cannot make... It, of course, he can't make an intellectual argument anyway. He's not smart enough. But you, but there is no argument for. That's why they just simply propose simply grab power, like proposing yeah. going and looking at people's checking accounts if they had more than that. That is an example. Hey, Craig, Craig, they want to Craig, uh, Craig a social uh, for, forgive me for jumping in, Craig. You are breaking up quite a bit. I want to adjust your microphone a little bit if they can in the back. And if you can hear me, I want you to look at this. Joe Biden being escorted into a labor event, and it's almost like he's blind. I don't know who the guy is with him is giving him pointers, but take a look at this. Right down here? Yes, sir. Down the ramp. And we have people lined up on the left over here. Uh, some union leaders and workers. Hey, guys and ladies. Your mark is going to be the blue one to the left. How y'all doing? You've got a blue mark, and that's okay. I got, I'll stand my blue mark, and then I'm going to say load each one of you. Yes, sir. I'm going to, I'll, I'll help you get started. Uh, I think FDR in the wheelchair had more vitality and more. I mean, this is bad, Craig. Final thoughts, if you don't mind. Yikes. Okay, I guess we'll leave it at that. Um, he needs help. We need help. This can't go on. I'd say resign, but Kamala's waiting in the wings. What are we going to do? We'll be right back. So they have a chaplain, Chaplain Black. He works at the United States Senate. And there's something very strange about this individual, at least some of what he said today when he opened... U.S. Senate business. They started with a prayer. Let us pray. Eternal God, we stand in awe of you. Lord, when babies die at a church school, it is time for us to move beyond thoughts, and prayers. Remind our lawmakers of the words of the British statesman Edmund Burke, all that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. Lord, deliver our senators 
from the paralysis of analysis that waits for the miraculous. Use them to battle the demonic forces that seek to engulf us. We pray in your powerful name. Amen. Oh, I'm sorry, but in the middle of that prayer, he said, we need to move beyond thoughts and prayers. Move beyond. That's the thing that the left loves to say. We shouldn't be praying on this. No more thoughts. Just gun control. Just more laws. I don't think he should be weighing in on legislative matters. And oh, by the way, I believe he was standing next to (laughs) pro-abortion on the verge of infanticide, Senator Patty Murray of Washington. That's uh, that's something else. All right. Now to CNN. You see how they operate, right? They're always trying to make it political on their terms. Had a nice guy on, wanted to talk about the families, what was happening in in Nashville. Look at what they try to do to him. You spent 36 years in law enforcement. I, I've interviewed law enforcement uh, officials from around the country, red states and blue, for years, uh, and they say that more guns make their jobs harder. Yet in the state of Tennessee, uh, what's currently being considered in the legislature is to loosen rather than to, to even hold gun laws where they stand today. Uh, do you think there needs to be a pause on that? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of hard for me to go down a policy path right now. You know, I'm talking to the families every hour, and I'm here to support them. I'm happy to have that conversation with you in a few days. But right now, you know, my role is to support these families, and I'm going to stay in that lane. I understand that, but are families talking about those kinds of changes? Is there appetite uh, among the families in this school, the, the ones whose children survived this, and then the, other, the others who did not, for change uh, so that this I doesn't will happen have that in another conver- school? Sure, sure. And I and I intend to have those kinds of conversations uh, right now. Uh, emotions are raw and I'm not hearing those things. I'm hearing respect our uh, our grieving process. That's what uh, language I'm hearing from the families at this point. Well, when you're ready to discuss that, we'll have you back. Russ Pulley, thanks for joining us this morning. I'm happy to do that. Thank you so much. Very happy to do that. I don't think he's going to be invited back. That guy seemed pretty annoyed that uh, that guest wouldn't weigh in on his political agenda, on his political agenda. Be right back. Thank you so much, and we'll see you tomorrow.